Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Welcome to another amazing episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. Um, hello. hello. Nice to see you guys Hi. via Skype. Great How to are see you? you guys. Wonderful. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to be excited when I can see you in person again, though. It's been a long time. Yeah, when we hold hands again. We usually hold hands while we're recording. We just can't do it now. <laughs> we do. Yeah, it's very, it's very sweet. Yeah, it's very it's, sweet. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. None of that actually happens. Yes. Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay, yeah. Is anyone wondering how potty <laughs> training is going? going? I thought there was a oh, yeah. I don't know. Yes. Hey, um, I was thinking about the training going. I was I was lost on the um, holding hands while podcasting. It made me Same. it made me laugh. Same. I was head. like, that would be so awkward. Yeah. yeah I was okay. like, hold on. Does anybody do that? But now now we're all back. We're all back. Okay, Ingrid, Let's, how is potty training? That's right. Let's do it. Oh, thanks for asking, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like when I last talked to you guys um, off of the podcast, I was like, well, this is not going as well as it did with the first kid. I think it was, yeah. just, I think it was like on me, you know, with the first, oh. I was like, I, I was determined, like in three days, this kid is going to be peeing in the toilet, pooping in the toilet. And it just like happened. And we kind of got a little bit like, I don't know, like, uh, like slack with it, I guess, because, you know, life is happening. You have another kid and it's just not as easy to like focus all your attention when you're like teaching one kid preschool and you're trying to potty train the other. But a couple days after that, she was potty trained. So it just took a little bit longer, like a week. So by Thanksgiving, she was potty trained. Um, And really, I think the moment that it really sunk in for her was that she hadn't gone poop all day. And she, so I was like worried about it. And she kept saying, my tummy hurts, which I was like, well, you have to go poop. Like, let's try. And so she tried and then she just couldn't go. So then she went to go play like immediately after that. And I look over at her (laughs) and she is like, "Uh uh-oh, and poops all over the carpet in her like little mini kitchen. She goes, Mama, poopy in the kitchen. And she like, and it's like, and it's like, do, 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 like little blobs everywhere. And I was like, oh, oh no, oh no. And like, pick her up and like, wipe her off and stuff. And I think at that moment, she realized like, that's what it feels like when I have to go poop. And now yeah. I have to poop in a toilet. And since then, she's been really good with it. Yay. So did, I did, she, watch have, that did she, did she have underwear on when she did that or just nothing? Like, what did she do? She didn't have any. Yeah. So that's what happened is because she had just gotten off the toilet and, like, she didn't Uh, have her underwear on and ran into her little kitchen. And then she, like, yeah. So it just fell all on the floor. On the floor. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, to see it happening from afar, it was like (laughs) so gross. (laughs) (laughs) Like a dog pooping in a yard. You're like, I don't need to see that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's even Uh, worse when it's like in your house and a human. 
you know? Correct. Yes. Yeah. But, but you know, if it's well. good, if it's one of those, but you get like a lifetime of, you know, Oh yeah. Pooping in the potty from my now kitchen, on. Rub it in the carpet. <clears throat> I'm okay with it. Yeah. As long as you're so, potty I mean, trained in a week. Now all yes. your kids are like, use the potty, Ingrid. Congratulations. No. And like I, the amount of diapers that we used before yeah. is just incredible. Yeah. And I put them away. So she wears them at night, but yeah, it's great. I was great. Remember when I didn't have to like empty the diaper genie, like every day, every like, day, I like, mm-hmm. use the diaper genie like once a week. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is like, it is kind of crazy when you realize how many diapers you use, right? Yeah. It's so wasteful. I mean, it's so I know. wasteful. Well, well, we, we have not, we have not started yet, but we did stop our diaper, um, subscription. So, so you're like limiting her. We are down to one box. (laughs) So so I guess we got to start soon. Wow. But you'll use them at night. So. Yeah. 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 You'll just use fewer. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yay. Congrats. Congrats to Ingrid. Yes. Well done, my friend. um, Bennett's potty training. Good luck with that. Are you starting Mm. soon? When are you starting? Um, and, yeah, sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, if you tell yeah. her, then she has to like commit to it. So yeah, I, well, you know, I was like, I'll just see how it goes with Ingrid. But now that yours went well and is done, I'm like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. She'll Ooh. be good. Yeah. I need to do it. It's, it's so, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll do it soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> from the news desk. This one is actually, it's from the Associated Press, but it was something that we aired on our <clears throat> local news on WLOS.com. Um, in Santa's mailbag, a peek into a peek into children's pandemic worries. So, you know, you can write a letter to Santa. Have you guys done that mm-hmm. yet with the kids? No. Do you write a letter to Santa? We need we to haven't. do that this year. River mm-hmm. doesn't even know who Santa is. So. <laughs> she does too. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. <clears throat> I kind of like it that way, to be honest. It makes my life a lot easier. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're good with that. Yeah. So, so tens of thousands of letters to Santa have arrived in Southwest France. That's where all these letters go. And this team of elves reads and responds to the mail. Well, this year, the letters reveal the tender minds of children living through this pandemic. It's um, so sad. This, it's this very article, by the sad. way, is like soul-crushing. Yeah, yes. It is. So, it is. <clears throat> for example, the 10-year-old Lola who writes in, Dear Father Christmas, um, she's saying that, you know, my, my aunt, uh, oh, she's asking, I want my aunt to never have cancer again and that this virus is no longer, no longer exists. She also says, my mother is a caregiver and I'm scared for her. So this is a 10 year old. Usually you write in and say, Hey, I want like, you know, a dollhouse or I want a bike or a superhero costume or whatever. And instead a 10 year old is thinking about her aunt who has cancer and then doesn't want the virus. And she's worried about her mother. Who's a caregiver. I mean, these poor children, I mean, mm. we're worried about all of these things and these little, as they mentioned in the article, these tender little minds are trying to, you know, navigate this pandemic just like us. But even during the time of year when a lot of kids kind of like think of themselves and what they want for themselves, that's not the case is what this article is revealing, Um, which is, I mean, this will change these children's lives forever. Yeah. This is cool though in this, what they do here. So this is in France and they, this, this group, they call themselves elf therapists write back to all these letters that they get in the mail that are addressed to Santa. They get 12,000 letters a day um, and 60 elves write back. And it said that a third of all the letters mentioned the virus. A third. Really? Isn't that yes, crazy? A third. Um, and yeah, it does just show you what's on kids' minds. Yeah. Like you'd think they're just like concentrating on what toys they want. And here they are 
asking for things like, you know, to keep my grandparents safe and to make sure they get better from the virus and to make it go away. Oh, it's so sad. Well, maybe it's, you know, silver lining, maybe it's good. I mean, it's giving kids like a, a peak, making them less, um, they're like less self-centered perhaps and more mm-hmm. altruistic, <clears throat> right? They're like looking into the, <clears throat> the uh, you know, the world and like wishing for things that are more important than dollhouses and bikes, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And also mm. a few adults have written into these yeah. elves too, which is even more sad. One yeah. adult says, quote, your mission will be hard this year. You will need to sprinkle stars <clears throat> across the entire world oh. to calm everyone and revive our childhood souls. So we can dream at last and let go. Oof. <laughs> wow. It's not funny. It's just depressing. I just am it's looking very depressing. It's just so depressing. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully next year things will be better. I do think this is, of course, over in Europe where it sounds like they may have a better Christmas than we will here in the States because they had stricter lockdowns there. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be. I think they were going to start um, lightening up their lockdown before Christmas, actually. Yeah, I think they did. I think they did earlier earlier this week. So we're recording this. um, It's the beginning of December. So, you know, hopefully that's still the case uh, by the time you're hearing this. But, yeah. So, well, and, you know, maybe maybe Christmas can just bring the joy that we've all been wanting and needing, you know, it is a, it is a bright spot, I think for a lot of people, whether you're just with your family or not, like, you know, at least we have some, a fun holiday to look forward to, especially for the kids. Right. I mean, my kids are already so excited about Christmas and they, they don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just hoping that it's, that it's a joyous occasion for children in this and adults and adults. Yes. And we all need a little bit of joy. the scenes we haven't done one of these in a while um i wanted to give a little shout out to all of the crews all the the reporters photographers all the crews out there the news crews who are covering snow um we had our first snow here recently in western north carolina but i think i'm talking to the meteorologist here right ingrid like i feel like there's been some snow in most parts of the u.s recently right well, that, that was the first major snowstorm across the country. Okay. So, yeah, okay. to the very so, yeah. end of December, yeah. So, and I kind of felt a little bit guilty, guys, because, you know, I'm working from home, so I'm not going in, and I'm not, like, out there in the field covering the snow this time around. But, you know, we've all been there. We've all been out there in the field. You guys, it is a miserable um, kind of day when you're a journalist and you have to do snow coverage. You work a long day. You're out in the freezing cold trying to get a story when a lot of people are at home or not working. And it's just not very fun. Um, but we, we saw it here and I thought our crews did a great job and they hustled and they got out there and braved the elements, so to speak. Um, and it's tough, especially when I think all three of us probably have been there when you're when you're reporting on the snow early in the morning and like it's not snowing yet maybe but it's supposed to be or it's about to be and there's not much to talk about and you just have to make it work it's just it's just a it's a tough gig well thankfully Um, there was snow yeah amazing just the timing it started it started the night before so sometimes you're waiting for it to start that morning with this this system it was overnight so it was overnight on the ground sure. so that worked out yeah I actually always liked covering snow I'll be honest with you yeah, I always felt like it was yeah. one of the easier stories like it's snowing it's about to snow you can always find somebody who's like 
especially here <clears> in the <throat> South, like stocking up on bread and milk, putting the salt yeah, down, yeah. like getting your, you know, you're at Lowe's and people are buying shovels. Like it's always, you know, it's a kind of a story that writes itself again, especially here in North Carolina, where like every, like every snowflake is like headline making. Um, and it's fun, like the camaraderie with you and your photographer and, you know, as long as you have the appropriate gear, I always felt like, right, right. okay, you know, I got this. Yeah. But yeah. it's been a while it, since I've had to stand out there on a street corner and report on snow. So maybe, well, maybe I'm just like seeing it through like rose colored yeah, glasses. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. also it was windy and very was cold. cold. Yeah. Like very cold. Like, you yeah. know, when it's so cold, um, when you're trying to do a live shot, and the air is going and hitting the back of your throat and you can barely yes. finish a sentence yeah. because that cold air hits your mouth, hits your throat. <laughs> I did see some of the reporters wearing masks and I was thinking, hmm, is that because of COVID or because it keeps them warm? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just another layer on your face. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I just saw the, the, the photos and the posts from our crews and thought, oh gosh, like I do remember those days very well and good job for them for being out there and covering it. And we did get a little... A little dusting here, which was kind of fun. A little something. A little, yeah. little bit of snow for snow of the and season. Lower elevations. There was a foot up at Wolf Laurel. Oh, wow. Which is a ski resort. Yeah. yeah. You should have seen. I don't know if you saw any of the live shots exactly um, from Madison County yesterday, mm -hmm. which is a, mm -hmm. a more rural county outside of where we are uh, here in Western North Carolina. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. It was good. It was wow. like, well, like I said, one of the few times perhaps in which we are talking about snow and it's, uh, we actually have actually snow snowing. to yeah. show. Exactly. Right. And yeah, it's, right. you know, so. fun 14 hour days for the meteorologist. So. Oh, yeah. Ingrid, I felt like you, that, that I felt like. Um, little kudos to you. I feel like maybe I'm just selecting the post that I'm reading, but I feel like you nailed it, right? Didn't you guys call it like exactly? Exactly. Like a hundred percent. I think, yeah, right to every wow. single snowflake, we nailed it. No, I'm just You kidding. knew every single one that was going to fall. We knew where they were going to fall and when they were going to mm -hmm. fall and just how many. Mm -hmm. Well yes, done. I'm sure there well was done. still somebody pissed on social media, by the way. And, and like, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Like, you nonetheless. Nonetheless, there's somebody in some small community in some neighborhood who's mad because they either got more snow than they were supposed to get or, you know, or less, less now. Less you can never make everybody happy. Yeah. Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness. This article uh, really resonated. It's from the New York Times. It really resonated with me as this pandemic like, goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, and the title is, Am I Too Easy on My Kid? The pandemic makes enforcing roles so much harder. Um, this author writes, we talk so much about how the pandemic has made our lives harder, but we talk less about how it's made some things easier, or at least how it has given us permission to slow the pace of our previously frenetic lives. Quarantine permissiveness takes many forms, some hedonistic. Why not have cake for lunch? It's quarantine and some shading closer to despair. Who cares if I eat, shower, or get out of bed? It's quarantine. Um, uh, this has definitely happened in my life and my parenting. Um, I, River definitely watches more TV, has more screen time. Um, and I used to feel bad about it, but now I'm like, I mean, there's literally, like I said, for this long stretch over Thanksgiving, I, like there's, I mean, we went outside, we played all the games, we read all the books, there's nothing else to do. And then the other thing that River has discovered during this pandemic um, is cookies. Homegrown oh. never had a cookie 
until I would say mm, six or eight weeks ago. And now that's all she asks for is like, it's lunchtime, it's dinner time. Cookie, 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 cookie. And I, uh, you know, because normally I didn't really let her, because I knew once you went down that road, once you started like right. your kid knew about sweets, it was like all over. But then I realized you can bribe your kid with cookies and it's pretty much like been over since then. And I don't know that I would have given into that instinct had it not been for the pandemic. Like your, your resources are already so weakened. All your faculties are already so weakened. So like a cookie just seems like whatever. Why not? Why not? Yeah. So one of the quotes that I loved in this, it said, whatever leeway I give my daughter is a lesson I learn myself, which I thought was really, um, a good point. Um, I think to Katie, to your point, I totally agree. You know, there's those days where you're just like, whatever, I can't think of anything else. I just got to give in. I just got to give in. And, you know, she talks about how she kind of does it for herself too. Right. And so I think that's, I think that's a good point, um, to kind of keep it fair. Um, but I, I do, I think it's really hard. I, and sometimes I feel like, gosh, I cannot let them do these things that I wouldn't have let them do before the pandemic. But then there's other times that I look at them and I just feel so bad. I just feel, you know, the, the other day, um, Ella Ray was playing with her dolls and she's into like, she really big into Doc McStuffins and like wants to be a doctor all the time. And she came up and said, yeah, mom, my doll has the virus. And it's because she went to the playground without a mask and now the other dolls have the virus. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this poor child is literally playing dolls and her dolls have the virus. Like how sad is this? I mean, granted, like maybe if it hadn't been a pandemic, they would have had a cold, you know, whatever. But it's just, sometimes those things like that happen and you just, it just kind of is that harsh, like slap in the face of how much this is impacting them. And the rest of the day, I'm like, I feel like I can't say anything to this poor girl. Like she can do whatever she wants. Like she's playing with her dolls and they have the virus. Like who am I to like discipline this poor child, you know? So it just, it, it is those like back and forths of, you know, you do want to, to the start of this point, you do want to keep up the disciplinary methods and you don't want to raise brats and those sorts of things. But also like, sometimes I do feel like you just kind of have to realize like, this is a tough place for them. And maybe we should give them a little bit more leeway. I don't know. But what about the two of you? Is this all stretch? Like, I think the problem is, is now we're like, nine months into a pandemic. Right, right. right that's the right. problem, right? We're nine months into this. Yeah. Well, that's it's not just a couple of weeks. Gonna say. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's what I was going to say is like, um, you know, at the beginning of this pandemic, I feel like I, I let, I felt really sad for my children and it was hard on them. And I let them probably watch too much of this and that and, you know, let them, you know, be naughty or whatever and not get as mad or whatever. And now it's kind of flipped in that they seem fine, to be honest. <laughs> like they, yeah. they have, they, they figured out a schedule at the house. They understand that they're at home most of the time. Now they just know that they're going to play with different toys at different times of the day and do school different times. And now I'm the one that when I, when I think I'm being too easy on my kid, it's to help me. <laughs> it's mm, not right. to help them. It's right. because I am getting this like fatigue in my head right, right after right. these nine months that, you know, they're, they're pretty much okay with it. They've adapted. I, we haven't because this right. isn't normal mm-hmm. to us. So when I'm letting, you know, my son watch his iPad for an hour and a half while my daughter is napping, you know what? It's because I need a break. It's not because I feel bad yeah. about him and the pandemic, which I don't know what that says about my parenting, but I think a lot of moms and dads probably are in the same boat. Like, look, I'm going to be a better mom 
if I can get this one hour and a half without kids, mm -hmm. and this is literally the only time of the day that I can do this. So I'm going to be a better mom the rest of the day yeah. Mm -hmm. because there is no other alternative. You can't send your kids to like the neighbor's house for a couple of hours right, right. now, which used right. to be something you maybe did every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't, and I'm with you, Ingrid. I don't do it because I feel bad for River. I mean, this is like the sad truth. I don't, River is not noticeably impacted by the pandemic right now. She's two. So she doesn't know the difference of like, oh, I used to go to school, but now I don't go to school. Oh, I'm missing out on kindergarten. Oh, I used to, you know, she like, she's right. two. When, when this pandemic started, she was like, you know, less than One. 18 months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's not like she had like friends that she was used to seeing. If like River's eating more cookies and, and watching more screen time, it's absolutely for me, not because I feel bad for her and I'm like, here, have a cookie, sweetie. I'm like, here, have a yeah. cookie, sweetie, because mom's like tired of hearing you, you know? Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. So. Well, and the, this our author says, you know, obviously it's not one way or the other. We just have to find some sort of middle ground that works, right? You don't want to be too easy on them. You don't want to be too hard on them. But that middle yeah. ground can often be difficult to discover. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let us know when you figure it out because I'd love to, yeah, yeah. Love to emulate you. Yeah. Um, so the last article of the day, um, I love this. Ten outdated Disney movies parents won't show their kids. Um, so, you know, uh, you guys both have Disney Plus, right? Oh, yeah. Ingrid doesn't. She no, we don't. Have it. Oh, you oh, do? I had, yeah, because remember I tried to watch um, Frozen, Frozen with it? No, Lethal. I thought you didn't have it. You well, were like the one mom, the one of, mom holdout that didn't no, have it. No, this was yeah. a week ago when you guys shamed me into not showing Frozen to my daughter. So I got to Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, just because of that? Frozen. Oh, wow. Yes. Cost what did you think of Frozen, dollars. first of all? Um, I realized as I was watching it that I tried to watch it before with the kids, and I didn't see really why it was so popular, to be honest. Oh. Wow. Okay. Weird. Which, um, like, a, I love, A, I love musicals. B, my sister's name is Elsa, and I, you would think I would have loved it, but I don't know. Yeah. It's okay. And the weather tie with the snow frozen? <laughs> yeah, like, are you And sure? I do love snow. I would, yeah. I, I, I would give it another I would, chance. I would I give would. it another chance. I would. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Kristen, uh, Kristen Bell, oh. who plays... Um, like, what, what did Anna. you not like about Anna. Frozen, then? It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Wait, grilling you. Could you please write us a schematic on yeah. what you don't like about Frozen and then email it to us so we can review what is wrong with you? Can you try it again? Because it's, it's a good Okay, movie. first it's of all, good. the opening scene. Why are they not? Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, so back to this article, though. Frozen aside. Um, so, of course, we've already talked about, you know, screen time is kind of out the window. Disney Plus, bring it on. we got to do it. Um, and I particularly um, can relate to this because as the pandemic has dragged on, you know, you go through the typical movies. We've seen Frozen. We've seen Frozen 2. We've seen all the other ones. And then you're like, okay, what else can we show the kids? And my kids are very scared of, of a lot of movies. And so there's very few that we can show them. They have not watched anything that's not animated yet. Um, but we did delve into the, the oldies. I'm like, well, let's just go back to the classics. You know, let's do Dumbo, The Jungle Book, um, all these things. You guys, they are very inappropriate. Some really? Oh, really? Yes. And so I didn't realize this. This article talks about it. Um, that, that they now on Disney plus have a warning that pops up. I knew that for some I of these older that. movies. Yeah. I, and you know, I guess I 
I could have seen it on the screen, but you know, you never really are paying attention when you're getting the movie going. Um, but, but yeah, that for some of these that they are inappropriate and contain inappropriate material that was inappropriate at the time they were made and it's still inappropriate, but they don't want to just delete the movie. You know, they don't want to not show these movies that many of us watched as kids. So they list in this article, the top 10 most inappropriate. The first one, Dumbo, Peter Pan, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and then it goes on and on. Um, but I, I have to say, I mean, do, do you guys remember watching these movies when you were kids and, and you know, thinking anything at the time? No. Well, I think a lot of it goes over your head as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Plus, remember, we're living in a time when people are, forgive me for saying this, very woke, right? This is like the time of Black Lives Matter and the Me Too right. movement. And so our parents were certainly... They may have been sensitive to it, but now there is a heightened, which I think is a great thing, a heightened sensitivity mm -hmm. to a lot of these things, which, you know, you start to see these things in a different shade of, like, it's a different color mm -hmm. now that you, you watch them. You see it in a different way. Some of these I have not seen, but some of them, like Beauty and the Beast, is it because- That one surprised me. That? I don't, like, I don't know. Because, like, the Beast is, like, kind of, like, violent and rude and, like, Belle accepts it. Like, what, like, what's the scoop there? I'm not, oh, I'm not sure. That's a good that point. one threw me off. Because he is I, violent. I don't know. Yeah, because he's like a mean, violent beast, and then oh, she yeah. he's like, whatever. I still love you. I'll stick I it guess. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I like did my son's nursery five years ago in a Peter Pan theme. Mm. And that's mm -hmm. the, that's the that's what they're saying is like the second Number most two. problematic yeah. movie. Yeah, that one. I'm they not say I'm quite sure. I guess I didn't read. No, the it's here. Too. It's here. Racism, sexism, guns, treatment of Native Americans. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we we recently <laughs> Everything. watched Yeah, yeah, all of the bad things. Um we recently watched Peter Pan and Dumbo. Um and I at one point very early on in Dumbo, I turned to Gregory and was like, Should we turn this off? Like, Why? Ooh. What was it? Um Dumbo has a lot of things. Um racism and you know, there's that whole scene where they basically get drunk off the the ale booze I don't know after the, the first time that <laughs> the, the first time that bah, yeah I don't know the first time that um Dumbo flies and the whole all the circus crew is celebrating and remember there's that whole weird scene where it's like psychedelic like the elephants are flying yeah there's a lot of weird stuff in that I don't one remember, um, I don't remember watching Dumbo as a kid just for the record uh, or I or loved like, it as a kid it was, really? it was like my favorite Disney movie yeah which now I'm like was there something wrong with me? Like, I, I don't know. And to your point, Katie, I do think that like, you know, that's what, that's what it was back then. Like what it were our parents to be like, this is the new hot Disney movie. Like they're not going to say, no, I feel like there might be some, like, I, I don't know. It's just, and I, you I kind of trust, talked about differently. You trust Disney too. Like, right, you know, yeah. 30 years ago, you're like, oh, it's a Disney movie. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, that, but that's because our parameters have changed, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like even 30 years ago, you would have been like, what's wrong with that? And now you're like, what? But I do want to say this, like some of these on this like top 10 list are things that came out while we were in like in our generation, like um, Toy Story 3. Like they're saying uh, that's the, the little... least problematic though. Well, they're saying, but it, but I mean, on their list, it's still in the top 10. It still made the they're list. Saying, yeah. Yeah. They're oh, still okay. saying it's, it's yeah. less problematic than Dumbo, but still problematic. Like Beauty and the Beast, um, the Aristocrat, the Aristocats, the Little yeah, Mermaid, top Toy Story 3. Like these are things that are like, I mean, maybe this is like, maybe I'm old, but like the Little Mermaid, like, I mean, I watch yeah. that as a kid all the time. 
I will say right. that I have always thought, and Disney has done a better job of this um, with things like Moana and um, Fro- Frozen, Ingrid. I've always mm-hmm. thought that Disney portrays like men as kind of like the savior for of course. these mm-hmm. women. And that has always, I will say this, even before, um, before I read this article, before, you know, before the Me Too movement, like I've always recognized that. Like I always right. try to steer River clear of that kind of stuff. Like I'm not interested in her, her watching these movies and thinking like, you know, oh, that she needs a man. Oh, is me to the princess her. that needs to be saved? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, that I mean, been... the Little Mermaid. Have you seen right. what she's wearing? <laughs> I mean, she's the most like sexualized yeah, character. She has like these up, like, huge that Ariel girls. She no, and I, you know, I've read here, but I always wanted to be Ariel. Like my sister yeah. and I played Little Mermaid all the mm-hmm. time. And I mean, she has like these huge boobs and she's like flaunting herself to this like guy who's this like, you know, beautiful man. Like, Army I mean, that's Captain like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah, I yeah. mean, I can get why that's on the list, but if you want to, if I will make you feel better. So my husband and I, we've done the same thing. Like we love these movies from our childhood and we're like turning them back on and like Hartman, this is our favorite movie. Like you've got to like watch it. So John's favorite movie, Halloween movie, Ghostbusters. Oh, Oh, don't recommend it. Um, So what happened is like we started the movie like just John and I (laughs) because we, you know, like like the movie or whatever. And then the next day we wanted to finish it. So but the kids were awake and oh, my goodness, the sexual undertones like, oh, really? It's unbelievable. Like we were looking at ourselves at each other like. Oh my gosh. Like the kids are not, are not picking up on all of this, but Ghostbusters is, I mean that we loved that movie when we were. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Yeah. It is funny how like all of a sudden it's like a flip switches and then you're like a parent and you watch these movies so differently now. Like, yeah. Uh, It's crazy. Can I just tell you like as a kid, sorry. I mean, I don't hate to admit this. I totally watched like pretty women, Dirty dancing, oh. like in elementary oh. school, guys. In elementary school, oh. like you know, you know my like line about like my like uh, unsupervised childhood. Like I just, we, you know, my sister and I just basically just kind of ran our own little show. And I will say this: I do not feel as though I am scarred from watching those things that are like talk about. You think The Little Mermaid's inappropriate? Like Pretty Women? Yeah. Hello. Right. I, just, I don't think. I don't think like screen time inappropriate tv content like my mom would watch seinfeld in front of me all the time have you guys like watched an episode of seinfeld like it's like the same like totally totally inappropriate for kids so it is funny like it makes you wonder like how much of a difference does it truly make you know it's one of the things like well i turned out fine you know well also it's not like your kids aren't going to be exposed to sex you know in a couple years you know it's the same mm-hmm. idea, like, do you want to teach your kid about sex or do you want, you know, Richard their Gere. new boyfriend, <laughs> yeah. in, you know, in eighth yeah. grade to talk to them about yeah. sex? It's yeah, the same yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, you can't, like, not show your kids these things. They're going to see them anyways. Right. I mean, and so I, maybe and framing it in a different way. Yeah, like, right. listen, this is what's happening in this movie right now, but this isn't what we do. We don't hit other people. Mm-hmm. And just because you're a girl doesn't mean that you have to want to marry a beautiful, rich man. You know, or whatever well, I mean, it might be. I although mean, that would be nice if you could you then might. give us some of the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, with all his gold treasures. And... Um, yeah. And, and this article talks about it too, like just talking to your kids about it. Um, and, and the one thing is too, I think all of our kids are kind of too, I mean, even if like Dumbo, like my children did not have any idea what was going on and didn't, yeah. you know, they're not picking up on these things yet. So I think some of this is for older kids, right? Like if you're 10 watching this and like, 
mommy, why is that person acting funny after they drank a certain drink? You know, like that's another, that's another <laughs> yeah. thing. But yeah. um, anyway, I do, I, I do think this is a good list and I have to agree with some of them on here because, ooh, yeah. Well, now we I'm don't... like totally, I'm queuing these up to like on Friday night because now I want to see what's so like, scandalous about so you're gonna like watch this with brian once yeah these have turned into like date night movies now all righty well get crazy crazy with the we watched ghostbusters i know i am a little bit like really that was like yeah okay we are into holidays and you know we love it ghostbusters okay win of the week (sighs) it saddens us to tell you this but also brings us a lot of joy Um, We are are taking a little season break for the first time in Anchor Moms history. Um, We're going to take a couple of weeks off here over the holidays. So this will be our last episode until January 13th. So Merry Um, Christmas. Yes. Happy Happy New Year. Year. Yep. We, I, you guys, I think, I think we need a little breather. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been doing this literally every single every week, single week since last August, since August of 2019. Is that right? Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah. like every single week, we have not missed a single week. So we and we never we never want to miss a week. So that's why we're kind of giving ourselves a you little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, just to rest for a couple weeks and start planning the next season. Yes, which we should say we've got some some fun things that we're thinking about, planning about in the works um, for next season. Lots so we're, of good stuff. We're excited you to come back at you strong. Love it. You'll love <laughs> yes. it. We're yes. really selling this. We're really selling. Is it like Anchor Mom season two or season three? Like what? What will the like new season two and a half? Be? Season two. two. Okay. Gosh, this was a long season one. This is a long season. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a season unlike any other. Ooh, okay, yeah. Um, so I, um, like I said, Merry Christmas. We hope you have a fabulous holiday and you're able to mm-hmm. spend it Stay with Stay safe. Yeah, and we'll keep you posted. We'll still be on uh, social media doing our thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, we will see All you right, in the new you. year. See you next year. See you next year. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.